Hello, and welcome to your spiritual journey. Right now, your soul is speaking to you. I'm Jenny Israel, and I'm a medical intuitive, energy healer, spiritual activator, counselor, and teacher. It is my mission to help you learn the tools you need to heal your life and discover your deeper purpose. In each episode, I will allow spirit to speak through me, and we will explore energy forecasting, teach you how to raise your vibration for overall wellness, increase your emotional intelligence to open up joy in your life, and guide you into spiritual evolution using topics such as energy healing, emotion code, sacred geometry, numerology, tarot, crystals, channeling, and much more. Take a deep inhale, let it out, and listen to your soul speak to you. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Soul Speak with Jenny Israel. This is your July forecast coming a little later than usual, but, you know, kind of feeling this new vibe of being right on time all the time. So before we start moving into our card pool for the month, there is a couple of things that I wanted to talk about. I kind of wanted to move backwards for a moment and do a recap of some of the messages that were coming in from the last couple of months. And, you know, if you haven't listened to those, you might want to go back and give them a listen. You know, I had a couple of lives that I did as well on my IGTV uh, that kind of hooked into all of this, but it feels more and more as if we are in the in-between. So July being this really interesting rite of passage, if you will, or um, dimensional gateway uh, for us. And we are going to actually, I pulled a ton of decks um, to potentially use today. We'll see which ones actually want to be used. But the idea of kind of going into this interdimensional uh, energy that I really do feel that we are in right now. So I want to start with just the um, this the references that we were being given from the perspective of the Earth. Um, back in May, we were looking at the literal shift of the Earth through uh, earthquakes. Last month, we were looking at the element of fire. Again, movement from the core of the planet, but the the breakthrough, right? Like this, the pushing up and out to the surface, um, the, the genie out of the bottle, so to speak. And even that, uh, reference of, you know, lava, it still is changing the landscape of the earth. Right. So we're looking at the, the manifestation on an earth plane level of changing the planet. Um, even changing what the planet looks like, her trying to figure out what her new appearance, her new identity, her new vibration is inside of this uh, ascension plan for all living things um, associated with the planet. The other things that we've been moving through, really big uh, galactic portals. So we had the Pleiadian portal, um, I believe at the beginning of June, sometime around then or end of May, 
maybe it was more middle of June. This is another thing is the loss of linear time. I, you know, I don't know how many um, of you are experiencing this the way that I am, but I'm having a really difficult time figuring out how much time has passed, um, even what day of the week it is. Um, you know, it's, it's fortunate for me that I have two children that keep some sort of structure in my life. Um, so I have to get up in the morning. I have to look at the calendar. I have, you know, all of these different things that keep me pinned somehow to the human linear timeline, because I really feel like a lot of it is enmeshed now into just this gray area of not really knowing where we are at any given moment. And this is what I mean about July kind of being this dimensional um, gateway, uh, rite of passage and in between the most recent galactic portal that we were and are in now, um, depending on when you actually watch this video, this is being recorded on the 8th of July. And we are still in what is the Syrian gateway, Syrian portal. So there's lots of um, really interesting um, cosmic uh, conjunctions and transits and things going on this month, um, not to be ignored, uh, Venus moving into Leo with Mars, um, and then of course Leo season coming at the end of this month. We have a new moon in Cancer in you know, coming in now with the storm, um, you know, and these, these lunar uh, events happen with the, the storm systems that are coming through, you know, we can see really more uh, drama added to whatever weather event is trying to move through. And, you know, as we talked about earthquakes, we talked about volcanoes, um, you know, really feeling that Cancerian water energy this month. Um, so not surprising that we are experiencing tropical storms. Um, I kind of love the fact that this recent storm is named Elsa, considering the, um, the, the reference that I made last month um, to her in the Frozen 2 movie, um, where she is the fifth element and thought that she was searching for something outside of herself when, in fact, all along, it was her that she had been waiting for to come into her full power. So I really do feel that we are in a position right now that is very ceremonial. There feels like, you know, I was really starting, this message was starting to build the last couple of days um, around the energy of death, like real energy of death. So kind of like, okay, like this is your death sentence kind of thing. You have, you know, two more weeks to live inside the energy of your old life. Um, and, you know, if we, we think that reference of if you were given, you know, only a certain amount of time to live, what would you do with that time? And we think about that from the perspective of the, the dropping away of fear, because most of us would align ourselves with the, the heart's desires, the, the bucket list, so to speak, um, to bring as much joy and achieve as much as we could um, of the things that truly were our greatest desires in that short period of time, um, because we knew we would be moving on. And in that we relinquish obligations, we relinquish um, expectations of self, um, expectations of others. We really kind of stop caring what people think. 
you know, where we really move into a really interesting position inside of our mindset that allows us to have permission, maybe for the first time in our lives to go out and be happy. So I, the energy of the now is, is being in the now, you know, I really felt that the theme of this month's channeling was going to be, you know, for those of you who uh, subscribe to my newsletter, you know, it's called Spirit Says. And, you know, there's the, the title that um, I will be giving the newsletter uh, this month is uh, Spirit Says What's Next. Stop asking what's next. We really are in this place of no time. All time is now. And now is the only place we can be productively. And what was really funny is moving into the energy of this channeling um, for the month of July this week, as I was building toward it, spirit kept showing me scenes from the Christmas Carol and where Scrooge is visited, obviously on Christmas Eve by the three spirits of past, present, and future that then lead him to remembering a reawakening to um, within his heart and, and remembering um, what really mattered and that, you know, in his limited time in the, on the earth of the time that he had left, he was going to do things that were from a, a heart centered place, from love, from service, you know, from community, um, wanting to have that in his life. Um, and it really, I feel like any given moment right now in this gateway where we are being visited by ghosts. We are. I mean, some people literally experiencing the opening of their gifts, um, being able to experience mediumship on a whole new level, being able to communicate with other dimensions, other realms. You know, from that perspective, we're looking at kind of a, a literal opening, but more so from the the metaphorical place of the the idea of a life review. Okay, so this is also very in line with this death energy that I'm talking about, where for those of you who have ever, you know, taken any interest in the near death experience stories, there is a very common um, thread where people experience literally all, their whole life flash before their eyes, but they are everywhere at once. They are reviewing from the moment they were in the womb until the moment of their death, they're actually in the moment watching, you know, all of the, the activity that's happening around their death in the moment, seeing their family, you know, from wherever, whatever city they're in, you know, getting the news that it, it is an all time is now, all knowing is now. And being able to see the review of that and at the same time experience oneness and love and falling away of fear. And it, it really feels like in this time of where a lot of people are having a hard time labeling where they are right now. And I think that's an important thing to think about as well, is that we're kind of in this place of transition that transcends the ability of language to say where we are right now in our growth stage. And I think it's an important thing to, to think about because of the fact that 
we really narrow ourselves um, down by giving ourselves labels. There's something really profound and dynamic happening right now. So a myopic perspective using one word to describe where we are eliminates other possibilities. And we are in the old time is now, all possibilities are present. It all depends on what we are choosing to focus on and where we are deciding we're going to go um, from here in order to live our fullest lives and be our best selves. And so, you know, some people are trying to figure out how to use words to describe where they are right now. A lot of people are choosing stuck because it does feel like we are kind of in a, uh, and all things are happening now, but we're standing still inside of it, right? Like standing in the eye of a storm and watching it swirl around us, kind of overwhelmed by the power of all of that. So movement is, is not, there's not a lot of movement <laughs> happening. Um, lots of observation happening. And even that is chaotic and overwhelming because of this, this feeling of um, observing all things happening now. This idea of actually being at, at an awake enough state, a conscious enough state that you are now an observer of self. And when that happens, you're experiencing the turmoil, but you're also kind of up here watching yourself go through it. And in that, it's an opportunity to watch the ego desperately struggling to hold on to its old survival mechanisms that are attached to your old self that's trying to, to die off, um, this old identity that's not serving you any longer, the old identity that no longer vibrationally is in alignment with where you're going. The ego lives in that space and is trying desperately to maintain control and stay alive. And so you're going to have these very active trauma responses going on in your now as you're having new experiences and you're observing it all happening at the same time. I hope you're following me <laughs> right now. It's um, a cosmic moment. Um, I recently had one myself and it is very overwhelming, especially when you've reached a level of consciousness and emotional intelligence that you can observe yourself going through it. Um, some people have said, am I going crazy? No, you're not. You're not going crazy. You're at a, a whole new level of consciousness and your being is trying to organize it um, in uh, potentially an old way of, of thinking or organizing or viewing or describing. Um, we really are moving into a completely new dimensional plane where potentially we're looking at the shift language um, you know, they always said that the age of Aquarius would shift us into such a, a high place of knowing and consciousness and existence that we wouldn't need to speak to each other anymore, that it would be more heart telepathy. And I, I do think we're starting to see the first steps into that right now, as we're having trouble using words to describe exactly what it is that we're going through. So, um, you know, some people are trying to use the word depressed, but they're not really depressed. Depressed. Some are trying to use the word apathetic or unmotivated. 
you know, it's, it's about as close as we can get to this feeling that we're in right now, but none of the words really work. And so this is how we know that we are, we're really in an important moment, uh, a ceremonial stage of rebirth, uh, a rite of passage, a life review, a cycle of death. And what a perfect time to be positioned in this during um, cancer season when, you know, the, the energies of the merge of cancer and Leo season are provoking uh, joy, a joy point in our year and cancer being very emotional, very nurturing, um, very priority related about, you know, being um, aligned with our, with our home, with our family, um, with the beautification of our surroundings, uh, meaning the projection of what's inside being, you know, taking um, uh, form in our, in our outside world. And, you know, to be in this place that a lot would consider an end, um, almost this feeling of what's the point of getting up in the morning anymore when I have nothing that excites me, then it's, it's a provocation to figure out what that is, what is going to excite you. You deserve to have joy. You deserve to have play. You deserve to have adventures. And as we move closer to Leo season, we're going to feel that build and build and build until it is an impulse that we can no longer stop, that we will be propelled forward uh, into it and, and potentially with force, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, I think that a lot too, you know, coming out of the, the pandemic um, mindset and trying to figure out how to practice these new boundaries that we've been establishing and, and repositioning and, you know, all of those things, um, there's, there's still hesitation. It's like, you know, that first step into the ocean or into a pool um, and the shock of the, the temperature of the water, you're just dipping in a toe, not quite ready to take the plunge um, because there is still, there's still programming in place Been in a fear mindset, you know, there's, there's been quite a, a high vibration of trauma. Um, that we've been moving through over the last year and a half. And so that for some, it's going to take some time to um, integrate back into the world. And so, you know, this is our, this is the pod where it's happening. It's, it's our moment to have a life review, to decide and make choices and this doesn't mean that you have to upend your entire life. What it does mean is that you're going to be um, kind of coming at it from a new way that says, okay, yes, I might not be able to leave this job that I really don't like. However, I know that my time here is temporary and I can create this plan of retirement, you know, and I can make it through the next year because I'm choosing to do that. And it's part of my strategy. It's part of my, my end game to get to my joy, but it doesn't mean that you have to wait until then to be joyful. It's about figuring out ways to integrate these things into your, into your now, right now. There's always a way 
to, to even five minutes a day, take a, a joy time out and, and go on this joy quest for yourself, because this is where we really start to break cycles, those old cycles that said that we're not worthy of happiness. We don't deserve to have our desires fulfilled. We don't deserve to step into our full power to be the creators and manifestors that we were always meant to be. Um, you know, this is where those start to break down. Now, I teach in Seraphim Blueprint in the um, level two classes, our, our sacred geometry class. I've been a follower and, um, you know, a, a channeler of Metatron energies for years and years. Um, even before I came into contact with Seraphim Blueprint, um, Metatron was a guide for me and started to teach me the language of frequency um, many, many, many years ago. But inside of the level two sacred geometry class, we talk about the, the, the shapes, the sacred geometry that are assigned to any given dimension, realm, solar system, you know, structure. And, um, I have felt the Metatron energy, um, the Metatron frequencies very, very strongly um, for quite a few weeks now. It really started to come in when that rainbow energy started to show itself. I'm wearing my rainbow or quartz today. Um, and, you know, he really is the keeper of the, the, the frequencies, the, the architect of uh, wavelength into form, right? And, and teaching us how to um, work with uh, wavelength and work with frequency. Um, everything is energy. And depending on how that wavelength comes in is how we will experience it in form. Um, so I do actually have some, what I consider my frequency medicine decks over here. Um, hopefully we'll get some time to pull a few of those to see how we can be helping ourselves this month as well. But I'm going to actually start with uh, a pull from the Metatron deck by um, Amanda Ellis and one of my sacred geometry cards. Um, I've got him back here. <laughs> standing sentinel for me with my Metatron and my Ascension candles from my friend Magda. Um, uh, because I, I just was feeling those energies today. So let's go ahead and get started um, to pull some cards for July and see what wants to come out. So as I said, we're going to, we're going to start with the, the Metatron deck. And for those of you who are interested in starting your journey with um, card decks and things like that, um, if you're interested in accumulating some and acquiring some toys, the Archangel Metatron Self Mastery Oracle is a really wonderful one to start with because I feel like it's kind of all things and like a soup to nuts kind of deck. Um, you get to learn about numerology, you get to learn about planets, you get to learn about um, sacred geometry, you get to learn about color. There, there's just, there's a lot inside of this one Oracle deck that teaches you a lot. And so if you wanted to start with one, this would be a really good one to start with. Okay. All right, Metatron, are we going to throw a card out here for July? Give it one more shuffle and see what pops up. Okay. You know what? I'm feeling the bottom card. So that's what we're going to do. 
one more visit from fire. Remember, we, this is the, the dragon um, card. Um, it's the, the number 19, well, one plus nine, you know, we, when you're doing numerology, you always reduce. So one plus nine is 10, um, which brings us to a one, um, which is the beginning of a new cycle in numerology. So the dragon's strength. Um, well, let's just talk about the colors for a minute. Um, in this, we're, we're looking at the, the earth chakras, right? We're looking at red, we're looking at orange, we're looking at yellow. Um, lots of movement in these lower chakras right now. Lots and lots of movement as we're trying to um, really kind of scrape out all of the old ways of um, learning, identity, the things that brought us to where we are now are really what built the identity inside of those chakras. It's where our self-image lives. It's where our limiting beliefs are. It's where our safety mechanisms are. It's where our abundance mindset is or lack mindset. Um, it is our connection to the planet. Um, so, you know, these, all these lower level chakras are really getting a run for their money right now because we're shifting them completely. Um, and so I'm going to go ahead. I'm just going to read from, um, the, the guidebook in this deck. So we're just going to hear Metatron's message. One of the most powerful allies in the deck, the Metatron fire dragon roars into your life, giving you strength, courage, and fortification. Very Leo-ish, isn't it? Very Leo-ish. This dragon is here to burn away and transmute any lower energies that have been around you. Toxic people, neediness, negativity, fear, anger. You're reminded that as a light worker, there is a need to protect and purify your energy at all times so that you don't become depleted or susceptible to darker energies that may see your light and try to bring you down. You have nothing to fear. The fire dragon is here to safeguard you, your home and those you love. Call on him whenever you need him. He flies before you with a mighty wingspan and piercing eyes, able to clear your path and remove any dangers. And he is able to see from all of his skyline position, including that which is behind you. The pyramid contains Metatron's orange flame. And this is here for you anytime you feel an attack on your power base or divine self. I kind of feel like that pyramid is also kind of a nudge towards, we're talking about the galactic energies that are coming in right now. <clears throat> The, tetra the tetrahedron shape of the pyramid links to your solar plexus and the dragon brings this powerful energy towards you to lift away any fear or negativity that sits in your core, trying to make you feel small. Whether this is your own doing or someone else's attack on your confidence, he is here now to remind you that you are a powerful beyond measure. His raw strength mirrors your own, which is why he often flies in when you are facing real difficulty, telling you to dig deep, see beyond the immediate problems and transmute all that is no longer needed in the fire that he carries around him. His fire will not burn you. It will provide heat and courage to keep you going through times of adversity and positivity. He also reminds you of the need to have fire in your belly, to speak up, be heard, and stand up for what you believe. Maybe there has been an injustice around you or you have a strong, passionate view that others need to hear. He asks you not to be afraid to fight for what you know is right and fair. 
There are times both in the collective and in our individual lives when this is necessary. Leave no space for being walked over, disregarded or ignored. Instead, call on your spiritual might and insight to tackle what needs facing with love and strength and conviction and conviction. The dragon will stay for as long as he is needed and until any challenge is won. He fights for the light, understanding that darkness exists, but knows he is equipped with everything needed for anything he may meet. And he will win and have your best interests at heart always. One of nature's correctors and balancers call in his fire to help you today. We talked about the phoenix um, last month and that from the ash, the phoenix rises. And, you know, fire can be an incredible uh, transmutation device. You know, it, it's, it can be so powerful and unstoppable and so destructive, but the endings that it brings always um, provokes some sort of new build or new birth. And so, you know, as far as the, the theme of injustice and standing up for what you believe, I think that, you know, that's a common theme of this year as well with a lot of the different, um, you know, social statements and, and things that are being made now. And there are rumblings. Uh, for those of you who are intuitive, you may be feeling it too, of um, a rise, you know, that's coming. And, you know, as far as the groups that need, need a voice and need support, you know, we've been dealing with children for uh, quite some time now, visibility of, of the needs of, uh, of us to protect the children. And I do think that that's going to be coming to a head soon. So thank you to the fire dragon um, for that amazing message. I'm going to pull a card from my sacred geometry deck, um, Oracle deck by Francine Hart, um, just because I feel like it's an appropriate partner to Metatron and see what we can't learn about this, uh, dimensional shift that's going on right now through, oh, I just had one just pop right out. So we're just going to go with it. Ha. Huh. The medicine wheel. Medicine wheel. You know, Earth has been very active in these readings for the last few months. I, I have felt Mother Earth and I have felt Gaia quite significantly as she wants to make sure that she has a voice uh, in this. I love that the turtle is right in the middle of this medicine wheel. Uh, for those of you who have the Colette Baron Reed deck, um, the turtle is the, the turtle spirit um, is one of my favorite cards just because of the fact that it talks about how slow and steady wins the race, that that introspective time um, is incredibly important. Um, learning how to be and one of the lines from the, the, that card, that's the turtle spirit card is, um, we are called human beings, not human doings. And to this process of learning to be, um, which is a major component in learning how to be in the now, is just allowing yourself to be without chasing anything, chasing the ghosts of the past, chasing what hasn't even happened yet. It's like, you know, 
making plans to do something. And then you have all of this joy in the moment of, you know, of being in that event, but all you're doing is thinking about all the things that you weren't able to accomplish for that event that you're in now. And then once it's over and done, you're pining for it again and saying, well, I really wish we had done that. And I feel sad we weren't able to do that. And you missed it. You missed it. You missed the event that actually happened, memories that were being created in those moments, the, the laughter, the jokes, the, the, those moments are now gone from your memory because all you're thinking about are the things that didn't happen, the things you're chasing. And so what do we do? We attempt to try to do more, plan more. I'm just going to keep filling my calendar because I'm so afraid I'm going to miss something that, or, or not create a memory, or, you know, I have to make sure I'm at everything. And that, you know, the, the fear of missing out the, the FOMO, if you will, um, it's the constant chase of like, what's next to fill my hole. Um, this it's a, like a sickness of doing it's like, we can't stop filling our calendars. We can't stop doing um, because there's something inside either that we haven't been able to figure out and we don't want to touch that angst. So we just continue to do and do and do. So we don't have to touch it. We don't have to look at it, but really this is about the stillness. Stillness is about being able to have that moment where you pause and go inside to hear your own voice hear the emotions, feel the emotions, feel the things that are out of balance, finding that void that needs to be loved more from the inside out, that there is no level of doing that is going to fill that void for you. So let's, let's read about the medicine wheel connection to nature. Medicine wheels and medicine shields are traditional ceremonial tools of native people. We were talking about ceremony, rite of passage. They act as containers of sacred space and they are means of connecting with spirit. They embody the symbolism of the circle, often use the equilateral cross and the square and commonly employ animal and elemental totems as icons of protection and connectedness. This card offers a view of nature as a medicine wheel and asks you to remember your absolute connection to nature and the continuous movement and flow of the seasons and the heavens. Viewing ourselves as separate from nature leads to our alienation and loneliness. You will find comfort and psychic protection in viewing time and circumstances as part of the natural progression of life. Remember that you are all a part of all that is, one with God and not separate. Each molecule of your being is a spark of energy and light that connects with every other energetic particle in a way that speaks of unity and oneness with everything in the universe. Viewed in this way, you see clearly that you are never alone, always loved, and always protected. So this is our guidance um, for how we are to create our new form. Um, and it is to be one with our earth and connected with the seasons, connected with nature, connected with those natural laws and those natural cycles that earth communicates to us through the weather, through the shifts in the terrain, um, through the movement of our animals. Um, you know, all of these things, and it's funny, yesterday when I was doing my Insta Live, I was talking about the season of growing and how my girlfriend, Amy, um, was doing research on inside the season of growing, 
What are the farmers doing with their time while they're waiting for their crops to come to harvest? Well, weed management, <laughs> it's all, I mean, yes, there's fertilization going on to make sure that, you know, they're getting the nutrients they need to, to grow to their full potential. But underneath all of that are the sneaky weeds. Um, and so really spending time while you're waiting for your crop to come into harvest to make sure you're weeding your garden and what are your weeds. We're all in this season together. Um, and so each of us is experiencing something quite similar to this. And let's face it, humans are very impatient beings for the most part. So it's like, we're constantly looking for results. We're constantly looking for what's next. And so that's what, you know, this message of spirit saying, stop asking what's next. It's like what I was just talking about with the chase. It's like, we're constantly chasing the next thing and we haven't even really come into being and appreciation and, gra and gratitude of what's happening right now. Our mind has already moved on to what's next. That's just another addiction. It's another adrenaline rush. It's, it's something, this, the constant search for an external validation of self. So connection to nature. <clears throat> Love it. Okay. So we've got the start of July with the fire dragon and our medicine wheel. Okay. So let's see what kind of story we're going to be told about July. You know, obviously it's an ongoing story, isn't it? From month to month, moon cycle to moon cycle, transit to transit. You know, I'm kind of feeling the galactic cards first. So let's go there. These are the um, galactic heritage cards, which are kind of cool because you can use them in a couple of different ways. You can literally ask for your own genealogy if you want. But the there is almost history in these, right? It's like if, if you believe in the fact that we are star seed, and that this planet was populated from our neighborhood, our cosmic neighborhood. Um, if any, you know, if that belief exists for you at all, or the cosmic community, um, galactic community, um, there's history um, in these cards of different um, galactic groups, which is kind of cool. Um, so let's see, I'm just gonna see where there's, there's two, it's a very large deck. Um, so let's just see which one do we need to go here? We need to go here. Oh, okay. I'm just muscle testing. I don't have my pendulum handy. So, okay. So let's see. I mean, we are still in that, that Syrian gateway, right? Right now. So, you know, maybe we'll get a little tip on, um, what kind of interdimensional energies are coming through for us right now. Um, any sort of messages from our galactic communities and friends out there in the stars. Um, you know, as we know through traditional astrology, like the, the science of the, of the galaxy, um, <laughs> you guys know how I love how these cards just totally validate and throw out. Look what we've got. Can you see it? 
Number 44, secrecy. Look where it's from, serious. <laughs> and it's from the past. So we're gonna get a little history lesson. I love the fact that we're looking at the double 44. Um, you know, that kind of energy is, that's the master builder. That's the master builder number that means, and I've talked about 44 with you guys before. Um, you know, it was not, it was only a few weeks ago, I was doing a card pull and uh, got the 33. Um, and then there was a, a four that came forward as well. Um, that the, it used to be that the, the 33, the double three was considered the, the highest master level number that there was because it was the mastery of the, like the ascended master self mastery level. Um, and then it, you know, we had numerology continue to go and the vibration of the 44, um, came to be and other double numbers as well. Um, but the, the four itself is the builder number. Um, it is a foundational number. It's the, the number associated with the cube, which is associated with our root chakra. There's, you know, uh, a, a level of mastery inside of this that says you now understand that in your life in human form in flesh is still a life of divinity and you understand how to build a life from that path it's living inside the word of god and manifesting from there so this is a really cool card let's see what it says okay serious the past number 44 secrecy Ooh, mm, you know the search for truth and the revelation, this constant energy of revelation. We all seek the truth, but often turn away from it because sometimes it's really not what we wanted to hear. Uh, it doesn't match with the truth that we've been living inside of um, for most of our lives. And we also have to remember that truth is very dynamic um, and it is kind of in the eye of the beholder. Um, yes, there are universal truths, um, the big truths, so to speak, but how we live inside of our own experience kind of creates our personal truth. And sometimes um, a, a truth spoken from someone else, regardless of whether it's a higher truth or not, is not going to resonate with us. And that's okay. We come into our own truth when in, inside of divine timing. Okay, so number 44, Sirius, secrecy related to the past. In order to protect and serve humans in the early days, Syrians often had to work secretly in small covert groups. Ooh, that's kind of like now, right? There was a strong feeling that separation was necessary in order to do positive work without obstruction. Many humans still carry this karmic pattern. This card encourages you to think about the issue of secrecy and how you live your life. It suggests that it's a time to live your life out in the open with no shame or fear of rejection or retribution. If you show your true self to the world, this may be scary at first, but will eventually lead to a true sense of freedom and self-confidence. This card continues the theme that was discussed for the other serious cards. There's obviously, there's a progression of cards. There's a group of numbers that all talk about um, various aspects of, of serious. 
In seeking to save humanity in the ancient days, the Syrians became very secretive, forming covert groups to work against the negative influences in order to ensure humanity's survival as an independent sentient species. These Syrian secret societies have positive intentions, were the first seeds that created the pattern of covert human groups that eventually formed secret societies on earth. And again, we're going back to the, the pyramids here, right? Okay, these societies continue today from a very innocent desire by the Syrian forefathers to protect humanity. This card comes up inside of a reading. It can mean that you are either connected to this ancient time on earth when secret societies began, or you had subsequent lifetimes within this theme. It could also mean that your life now, you cling to secrets as a way to control others, to protect yourself or to feel safe and in control of your life. This is one of those cards where you will look at the surrounding cards as well as the themes in your life now to really ascertain the deeper meaning. A general rule of thumb is to remember what secrets ultimately destroy relationships and the integrity of your community. While holding secrets is a part of being human and it is sometimes done in the best interest of others, it can sometimes be damaging. This card asks you to be very conscious of your relationship to the idea of secrecy and use it only with integrity in every aspect of your life. You know, it's kind of cool that this is not only that we pulled a serious card during the Syrian um, gateway, but that we are in Cancerian energy right now, right? And we think about, and the turtle too, the, the theme of that coming up of kind of going into your shell, that protected place of home, um, where you are not exposed to the outside world, where you feel armored, you feel shielded. Um, and I think that this is an important part of going within to regroup. So we have a place where we do feel protected, um, but it is also a place where we keep secrets. And, you know, not that we can't have secrets, obviously, you know, that's, that's our heart our right um, inside of free will is to not have to divulge every little piece of ourselves to the world. Um, but that we are also reminded that we're on a search for our authentic selves. And so, you know, inside of our deepest authenticity, we can be our whole self without shame. And most secrecy is linked to shame. Why do we keep secrets? Because we don't want people to know. Um, we're either ashamed of it, we're afraid we'll be rejected, we're, we're afraid we're gonna that secret will hurt another person. You know, there there's low level vibrations that can be attached to secrecy, um, and secrecy and being uh, manipulative or deceitful. Um, you know, we can also look at lies being connected to secrets. Um, you know, truth is. A quest that we are on as well, a quest for truth, uh, true self, authenticity. Um, the truth is out there, so to speak, um, looking for um, what is true, um, what is being hidden, um, transparency growing um, inside of these um, structures in our world, government being one of the oldest um, secret societies, right? So, I mean, you could look at it from the perspective of our forefathers were a secret society, you know, and, and many of them were part of other secret societies. So it is an interesting um, card to have pop up for where we are currently in history as we start to unravel some of these old secrets to see a different level of truth. Okay. 
so, you know, in my readings, I, I don't, I don't tend to do a lot of precognitive work, you know, as far as predictive um, things, you know, I'm much more of an energy reader. Um, I'm much more of a metaphor girl um, symbolism inside of these things without saying, you know, that literal events are taking place. You know, however, um, it's absolutely possible that as we move toward deeper, deeper um, levels of, of transparency, revelation of secrets, you know, bringing truth out, uh, old structures do fall apart sometimes when that happens. And so, you know, we could be looking at um, just a, a deeper uh, vibration of truth um, coming to the surface. Um, which means that we may um, see more things being exposed uh, about our structures, our governments, um, our society structures, right? So, okay. Um, I've been feeling the mermaids, uh, so that's where I'm going to go. I, I'm going to stick with the, the water element energy right now um, that I kind of started with. It was interesting that, you know, we had fire come right out of the gate. So definitely connecting into, <clears throat> I mean, we do have that energy of Mars and Leo, right? Um, but Venus just entering Leo with Mars uh, as well which, you know, those planets, um, I'm not an astrologer, um, but, you know, from my, my basic learning, um, the Venus is kind of the, the feminine, um, aspect and Mars being the masculine aspect. Um, so it's interesting that they're coming into alignment in Leo, um, inside of that sun, uh, energy, like our, our divine masculine, divine feminine alignment in the sky. Okay, so let's see what the mermaids have to say. This is the Oracle of Mermaids stacked by Lucy Cavendish. A few of her decks, I really like them. We're gonna go from the top with this decks. That's what I'm feeling. The present. <laughs> the present, the now, the present. Gifts, treasures, revelation of our own value in the nowness. Well, thank you, mermaids, how on point you are. It's a number 12 card. So there's a, a three vibration here. Okay, the present. The mermaids sing. We have heard in the warm semi-tropical waters of Australia's Moreton Bay, a group of marine biologists have recently recorded fascinating new interactions between dolphins and humans. The dolphins of this beautiful place have been for over 10 years now bringing gifts to the biologists who in turn have fed them in a strictly regulated program. The dolphins have brought to the biologist eels, fish, shells, and pieces of treasure from the sea, refusing to take them back when they are offered in a moment of interspecies reciprocity, which is moving and beautiful, and pure communication of sharing and energy exchange. When this card comes to you, you are being shown how the energy is being exchanged in the present moment. The divination of this card, there will either be a gift given or a gift received, but there can be no true gift without reciprocation. Recipro reciprocity. 
When energy is exchanged, bonds grow closer and connection is deepened. The exchange of gifts may also be about the giving of time and energy to one another, shifting and moving away from a typical kind of work for pay and into a more flexible system of exchange and caretaking. You know, that's a lot. That's something that um, a lot of uh, intuitive people this year were feeling um, the movement of um you know, inside of this idea of a cashless system is the the growing exchange of service, um, more back to what we think of as bartering. Friends will offer to do things for you and before you feel beholden to them or to hesitate to accept because you do not wish to be a burden. Remember the joy of the gift is in the giving and a gift cannot be given unless there is a true connection. The gift when this card is upright comes from a pure and good place. It is joyful and given to the very best of intentions. It will draw you closer, create more intimacy and trust in your relationship. A beautiful sense of partnership will evolve out of what seems to be a simple act of generosity. The exchange will never end and it is a bond forged beyond on time. And as long as there is love, caring and trust, the energy grows and ripples out into the world. Gifts, treasures, revelation of your own value in the nowness, the present. So they're looking at the present um, as a gift, meaning something that's being given, like I'm giving you a present, but also looking at it from the perspective of time, um, that our present moment is a gift to allow ourselves to open to receive what that moment has to offer us, right? So, you know, most people um, that have someone in their life that is a real gift giver, um, have, may have issues with actually receiving those gifts because of self-worth issues. It's like, well, now I owe you something. I have to give you something back. Um, not even thinking that perhaps it's just your presence in the person's life that has been a gift. And this is how they want to exchange with you some sort of energy exchange. And part of our healing is about being open to receive that which we are calling in. Um, we've talked about this inside of the law of manifestation. It's you can manifest all day long, but if you're not open to receive what actually is trying to come in, um, then you're going to be turning away what the universe is bringing into you. So this is where our our sacral work is, right? It's it's about learning how to make space inside of that womb to, um, you know, receive what we're trying to put out, what we are. Trying trying to manifest um, and doing it from a place of gratitude and knowing that we deserve um, and being able to feel all of the, the beautiful um, gifts that are attached to that moment of receiving in the moment that it's happening. Okay. So that's our mermaids. All right. So let's see um, a few minutes left. Let's pull one more card. I'm going to go for, let's do the hidden realms. Lots of sea animals showing up, right? Well, you know, I mean, part of our, our reality in this moment as the world is waking up is, um, responsible uh travel right i mean we're we're moving into a, a place where airlines are going to be starting up again cruise ships are going to be starting up again um our, our road travel is increasing um and remember that moment in time during our quarantine when for the first time in decades the skies were clearing in la and in the asian countries 
Our waters were clear, our air was clear. It, I think it, it, it bears my uh, remembering um, of our responsibility to our planet as we are setting out to, um, you know, sow our oats again. Another dragon card. I love this card, the dragon's duel. I love what it represents. Um, the fact that it is our, our higher self and our shadow self, our human self, our, our, you know, the higher self that sits with God. Um, it is about our duality and, you know, we're, we're, we've kind of moved into a new place of relationship with this. It's not what it used to be. Um, remember the reading I did where I said duality is dead as we understood it, you know, before that black and white no longer exist, that now it is a prism, um, a, a rainbow, so many different facets of color and self. So the dragon's duel is about the inner conflict. Um, it's about hearing the ego and it's a five card. It's a number 23, um, which adds to five, which is the vibration of truth the vibration of rebellion against the old in order to discover a higher level of truth, which ultimately then creates change. And so, you know, in this moment where we are in, in the incubator of change and we truly are observing ourselves, observing the functionality of our ego, observing old trauma responses, old survival structures, old identities, old truths that no longer are in alignment with us as we're struggling to find a place where we feel safe enough to release those old things, we're really in this place of observing both things happening at the same time. And we're being able, we're being given the opportunity to hear the inner uh, liar, if you will, you know, we go back to that secrecy card of, you know, the ego keeping, we, we're keeping secrets from ourselves, right? It's like the, the truths we don't want to look at, but we do already know them. Um, they're already vibrating there. Just, we haven't looked at it yet. And it's the, we have the two voices in our head, you know? And so being able to hear it clearly enough and know that it's not serving you any longer to continue to listen to those old voices of self-sabotage, um, the small voice inside, being able to observe it and make a conscious choice to do something different, do something new. And this is a conversation that, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this before I, I close the channeling, the concept of healing. You know, this is what I do day in and day out for my clients. We, we quote unquote, heal trauma, right? Like release trauma, um, make trauma visible, you know, for the person. And I, I almost, I, it's like, not that we can't continue to use the word heal, but I almost feel like we need to assign a new meaning to it, that the healing is actually a journey that never ends. It's, it's not like you come to a place, I've arrived, I am healed. You know, it is, you have come to a place of such high consciousness of that trauma or whatever it was that needed healing, you've come to such a high point of consciousness in relationship with it that it no longer controls you, right? It's like, 
you have gotten to the point now where you can feel it, see it coming from a mile away and you don't allow it to distract you. You don't allow it to derail you and you don't allow it to tails put you into a tailspin anymore. You know, it's like now you are seeing it as a gift. You've learned from the experience. It's a gem in your crown, you know, all of those things. And so now you're moving forward with um, more emotional intelligence, more spiritual intelligence, more balance, a higher understanding of self, how to take care of yourself, boundaries that need to be in place, you know, all of those different things. The healing never ends. It just evolves with your consciousness. And so this dragon's duel is a reminder that, you know, I heard a lot of people say this, I thought I healed that. And now it's back again. <laughs> I think that is, it may be time to start taking a new perspective on what the healing journey really is about. Okay. So one more card, let's finish up with the fairies. Um, the fairies came to me in my dreams last night, actually. Um, and I always think of them um, as a very healing energy that brings joy and fun and reminds us play, um, is a very important part of our abundance and manifestation process. Um, they have kind of that childlike energy around them. So I feel like it would be a good card to, to close. Oh, how beautiful. It's hope a card of hope. Look at the rainbow guys and the dove, which, you know, I'm not sure how many of you have ever heard me um, say this, but I have always uh, linked the energy of Metatron to that of the Holy Spirit. Um, I very much feel that if they're not the same thing, that they are definitely um, partners in, in our journey here. Uh, that bridge between the the divine and the the realm of flesh, um, you know, the, how frequency comes into form, and this constant balance of our humanity with our divinity. And so, I love this card um, as our our close uh, closing card for the spread of hope. Hope is always there, even if we can't see it. Optimistic expectations can help change a negative situation into a positive one. So she's holding a pink rose also, um, which I love. That's a sign of the divine feminine coming in through that high heart chakra to bring us unconditional love, hope, forgiveness, compassion, and grace. As she is, this fairy is has her back to us as she's looking toward the rainbow, looking toward the dove. Um, you know, it's like she's turned away from whatever storm was behind her. Um, and we do remember that we can't have rainbows without the rain. And so she's, she's looking toward that. She's looking toward the rainbow. Um, so, you know, I think that this is a really important card to close with because of this time that we're in and how I do think that we will be spending the majority of July, um, in this really important womb of uh, transformation as we're moving towards a very important point of rebirth, um, this point, this time of life review, if you will. And, you know, knowing that hope never dies, it's always there. 
and how we choose to see things uh, does uh, build the and create the truth that we live inside of. It is our perspective that is our power. That's the spread for July, but I did say that I have a couple of others here. So I'm gonna pull of other, other quick cards here with the perspective of them being energy medicine for the month, uh, frequency medicine. I got my essential oil healing deck here. So let's pull from there first to take a look at the realm of plants. These cards are really cool too. Well, I love all my decks. I'm, guided to very different decks at very different times. Um, and it's funny because it's, you know, like I'll be shopping and suddenly see a deck that I had never seen before um, just because the timing is right. Okay, so let's see. So the fairies help us pick this card from the nature kingdom. Lemongrass. Oh, this is a good one, guys. Okay, so lemongrass. The, the card says alleviates and regenerates. Um, but what I know about lemongrass also is it keeps the, away the pests, doesn't it? Lemongrass is one of the great ones to use, especially in the bug season, um, to keep away mosquitoes, to keep away, you know, all of the pesty, pesty bugs that are outside that would ruin a good time, right? It's like there's the pests that show up at the picnic. And so lemongrass for this season of where we are um, kind of weeding through these pesty thoughts that are trying to come in, um, the parasitic, um, old parasitic scripts in our head or uh, getting rid of toxic relationships that don't match us anymore, um, parasitic people, you know, in our lives for sure. You know, those kinds of things, if we're in, in the midst of these vibrations long enough, our body will respond and manifest symptoms that match that energy. So we could end up with a parasitic infection inside of our gut, you know, or other places in the body. Um, but lemongrass alleviates and regenerates. I had pulled this card not too long ago, actually for a client. And I also remember there being something in here about, um, shedding the old self to make room. Let's see, essential oil believed to eliminate negative energies and to alleviate despair and darkness. It helps a person come out of a state of spiritual blindness enabling them to see more clearly the path before them. In some spiritual practices, the oil is used to cleanse and purify, as well as shed light on hidden issues. It helps to release stressful thoughts, creating a greater sense of peacefulness, to dissolve emotional obstacles in your way, and to support open and clear communication. Wow, um, perfect, 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 perfect. My goodness. So blindness, that's, that's interesting because it also helps regulate high blood pressure, which can affect our sight, can cause blurred sight. It can cause vertigo, um, pressure in the eyes, um, muscle, muscle and joint pain, um, achiness, flu viruses, parasites, um, so this is just generally a really good one and it smells really nice. So as far as your essential oil use, 
Um, you can uh, use it on the bottoms of the feet. You can use it for aromatic purposes um, in diffusers. You can create your own sprays with uh, distilled water. And um, I use just a, a very high proof of um, grain alcohol, like an Everclear inside of my sprays to keep the aroma fresh. And um, it also acts as like an antibacterial agent. And just make sure that you're using a reputable source for your oils, or you can even grow your own in pots. You can, you can buy lemongrass and grow it. Okay, so thank you, Nature, for that little guidance as a medicinal tool for this month. Also appropriate, especially here, and we, we've been experiencing such a heat wave and so much humid, humidity here. Um, the bugs have been having a field day. Okay, so the, the other deck, um, I have three decks that I actually pulled for frequency um, medicine. I had my um, essential oils healing deck. I have my daily crystal inspiration. So we're going to look for a crystal friend. And then I also have my secret language of color. So we can look for um, some color therapy as well. Okay, so our card is <laughs> Unikite live in the now come on guys are you serious like you guys are watching me shuffle and pull these cards right like you know that i i didn't secretly plan all of this <laughs> pulling these amazingly perfect cards for the overall message live in the now there's no time like the present the past is done and the future hasn't happened yet so ground yourself in the here and now with our busy lives and busy minds this can be hard to do but being mindful and in the moment allows you to make the most out of every aspect of your life allow yourself the opportunity to really connect with those around you and fully invest in yourself and everything you do Avoid distractions or letting your mind wander, especially about matters that you have no control over. Immerse yourself in each experience, put your heart and soul into every action and bring a sense of gratitude to where you are in your life. Here and now is where you will find true contentment. So perfect. And the affirmation for this crystal, I live in the now. Unikite. Unikite. Okay. I'm loving this, guys. I'm loving this spread. So let's do a color. So we've got lemongrass. We've got unikite. And the unikite, um, for those of you listening to the audio version of this, is um, has like a very mossy appearance to it. It's a mottled like pink and green. Very pretty. And a bunch bunch of cards just fall out, but only one fell face up. So let's go with that one. The color mauve. Enjoy clear healing. Well, I love this. It's very supportive. It's a number 43, which is seven, which is the number of introspection and spiritual search within. Um, and I really love enjoy clear hearing because we're talking about being in the now being in the present moment, having that moment where we stop chasing everything and we just go into stillness in the moment so we can appreciate what's happening for us right now to be open to receive whatever it is that's trying to come in for us in the right now. And the only time we can really experience clear hearing is when we're in stillness. Mauve, enjoy clear healing. 
So let's see what our little guidebook has to say also about the mauve color ray. Mauve, a pale lavender lilac color connects to intuition, awakening your inspiration, expanding your spiritual awareness and helping you to let go of heavy, dense energies. Mauve also creates a sense of peace and tranquility to assist with eye and ear problems and improve your memory and ability to concentrate. It's a color of softness, gentleness, and allowance. Use mauve rays to release stuckness from your ears. So now we have lemongrass to help with spiritual blindness. And now we have mauve to help with spiritual deafness. Wow. Clear hearing. Focus your attention on your ears. Do they feel clear or blocked today? Ask yourself, is there anything that I don't want to hear? Your ears are intelligent and may try to block out information you're avoiding. The next time you are around someone who's saying something hurtful or upsetting to you, imagine mauve rays moving through your left ear to push anything dense or unclear out through your right ear and into a fire that dissipates the negativity. Interesting, suggesting fire for transmutation. Do the same thing with your right ear and then surround yourself with loving, encouraging people saying divine intelligence, please allow me to listen to and apply my divine wisdom. Awesome. Okay. I've got one final bonus card um, that I'm going to do a poll because uh, knowing how my week is going, I'm probably not going to have time to do a video for the new moon this week. So let's just go ahead and pull a card now for the cancer new moon is coming tomorrow ninth as we know the power of the the moon is a seven really it's most powerful 72 hours like the day before the day of the day after so really our new moon energy is starting today first quarter moon card your commitment is being tested oh gosh i've had this conversation with quite a few of my clients as we, we talk about the cycle of um, manifesting intention of creating an, a, a, a new version of self, letting old things go, letting the old identity die and setting that commitment to move forward, to bring forward a better version of yourself. And when we do this and we become conscious and aware, and then we're setting very intentional um, direction for how we are going to make this new commitment to ourselves. The universe gladly shows up to help us practice that by bringing in new opportunities to see how committed we are to this new intention. So your commitment is being tested. So let's go find the first quarter moon in our little book. There could be some challenges coming your way, but they're just the universe's way of testing you. The first quarter moon calls for you to face any hurdles with confidence. What do you actually think is possible? If you believe you can do it, then you probably can. If you spend your life affirming that something is too big for you to surmount, it probably is. See how that works? Do you believe your dreams will come true or have you secretly already given up? Showing some commitment now will help you move, move towards your desired outcome. What you believe to be true is true for you. So believe in yourself. Attuning to the moon, I am committed to my dreams and move towards them with confidence. So the actual lunar cycle of the first quarter moon comes between the new moon and the full moon. 
this time when the sun and moon are at a hard astrological angle to each other, and this can prompt small crises. No matter when you pull the card, though, you need to see any dramas as a stepping stone to where you want to be. It can also be a time when you need to stay strong through the storm. You know, I always think that when we reach into these places that feel chaotic or kind of a crisis moment, um, it's, I always think of it as a sign that you're moving in the right direction and that something big is shifting and that this conflict or confrontation or tension or whatever it is that you're coming into is a sign that you have really driven that stake into the ground of intention deep enough that you've, you've created some tremors in the earth under you. Um, and now it's sticking to that commitment to create this new reality for yourself and not to bend under the pressure. It's like, you know, as they always say, darkest before the dawn, it gets more challenging as you're right before your breakthrough is when you're ready to quit. It looks like this new moon in cancer is kind of right inside the energy of the things that we're experiencing right now, which is very challenging for a lot of people. Let's look at what the actual description for the new moon in cancer is inside of our little book. You and your loved ones are safe. There's this new start coming in in your private life. Something is rising up in connection with the people and places you hold dearest. This can be to do with a member of your family, a flatmate, or moving house. If you're moving, if you're hoping to move forward with something special in your private life, this card comes to you as a message that you can do it. If you've been neglecting your family, though, it's time to reconnect with them. If you've been neglecting yourself, you need to take better care of yourself and nurture yourself more. If your insecurity is holding you back, that's something for you to work on now. Doing so could bring to you your heart's desire. Putting family first and putting personal care first. It can be a super emotional time. This moon is all about emotions and cancer is a water sign and also very emotional. Saying that, the moon is very happy in the sign of cancer. It's one of her two home signs along with Taurus. So whenever you pull it, this card suggests that whatever ha happens next in, will be in your favor. It's especially positive for family matters. Okay, guys, I've taken up enough of your time. I hope that you've enjoyed this monthly channeling and that the messages resonated with you and for you. As always, I'm sending you all lots of love um, and support, especially in this time um, where we need to draw on one another's support, go within to find our grace, our compassion uh, for ourselves, for each other, knowing that we do not have to agree to respect one another and be kind, and that this is a real time to practice that for ourselves and for each other. So love you guys. Thanks for tuning in until next time. This is the beginning of a, a very transformational time. So come over and hook up with the social media networks um, as I'll be dropping in messages, linking up with some new experts and hopefully keeping this portal of communication open. Thank you for tuning in and listening to Soul Speak. I'm Jenny Israel, medical intuitive, energy healer, spiritual activator, counselor, and teacher. You can learn more by following me on Facebook or Instagram at Jenny Israel CPC. That's Jenny Israel and then the letter CPC. If you would like to receive more messages from Spirit directly to your mailbox, visit JennyIsrael.com, scroll down to the bottom, and subscribe to my newsletter. 
You can also contact me through my website or social media to set up a one-on-one session or to check out my upcoming spiritual development classes. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please help support my show by giving it a five-star review in Apple Podcasts. Spirit and I will speak to you again soon. Blessings and light to all.